This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Collaborators. Um, home of dark troopers. Today, the topic is loneliness and isolation after narcissistic abuse. Um, a common challenge for um, for those who are trying to uh, reintegrate is this loneliness. Um, every survivor of narcissistic abuse experiences feelings of isolation, loneliness, and disconnection throughout the different stages of healing process. This is perfectly normal and to be expected, but narcissistic abuse victims are also likely to put on walls, um, put up these walls in their new relationships to keep themselves safe. And they may be completely um, things that distance themselves from any kind of intimacy, which makes it difficult to connect emotionally and move on. Recovery after narcissistic relationships with a person with NPD is a long and painful experience. The withdrawal is similar to the symptoms from, from stopping substance abuse. After the breakup, people still experience an obsessive longing and craving for their abusive partner that they are actually addicted to. That's what that is. Um, and it's a debilitating emotional pain and self-destructive behaviors often accompany that. Um, so what do we do when we have um, this, you know, recovery can last months or even years with triggers that can bring back mem memories of the trauma accompanied by intense emotional and physical reactions, which are somatic in nature. Um, you know, this is very similar to what uh, victims of narcissistic abuse must endure, and it even has its own name. It's post-narcissist stress disorder, uh, PNSD, instead of PTSD, it's PNSD, post-narcissist stress disorder. So that's actually a thing. <laughs> it's a diagnosis with a code and everything for insurance purposes. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, so another reason 
that the victim may self-isolate and hide from the world is because they feel shame, confusion, um, impaired reality testing. That's a thing, kind of like cognitive dissonance, emotional dysregulation, hypervigilance, uh, insecurities, and an overall sense that they are not safe. Um, and this can last for many, many years, even decades, unfortunately. Um, and I think that, you know, many people who have experienced narcissistic abuse also develop depression um, and other things like that. Survivors often struggle with feelings of worthlessness after months or even years of being told how useless and stupid they are and by being devalued by their abuser. You know, it can take years to work through all of the challenges in order to be ready to re-enter the world, the real world that we have to all come back to after this has happened to us. It can take a really long time to reintegrate successfully into that world. The loneliness itself can become a problem that amplifies the other challenges that must be resolved. You know, in a recent study by health insurance companies, nearly half of all Americans report feeling lonely. Uh, this is startling statistic, especially when you consider that loneliness has been linked to a host of negative health outcomes, including depression, anxiety, and even premature death. Add to that a person who has suffered a life-ending experience with a narcissist, narcissistic partner, uh, and it would be safe to say that the majority of victims experience chronic feelings of loneliness, detachment, um, and even dissociation, and things called depersonalization and derealization. Loneliness can lead to various psychiatric disorders like depression, alcohol abuse, child abuse, sleep problems like insomnia, poor quality of sleep, personality disorders themselves, and even Alzheimer's disease. It also leads to various physical disorders like diabetes, autoimmune disorders like rheumatoid arthritis, like coronary heart disease, hypertension, obesity, physiological aging, cancer, poor hearing and poor health. Uh, it just messes you up, right, in some very serious ways. Left unattended, loneliness can have serious consequences for mental and physical health for people. And this was published in um, Clinical Diagram uh, Magazine 2014, September 8th. Childhood trauma closely correlated with depression and anxiety, including social anxiety. In adulthood, inhibiting an individual's ability to socialize effectively and to form meaningful long-term relationships. So that's another thing. The types of childhood trauma that put people at the highest risk of suffering from significant loneliness in adulthood include the following. Number one, early life attachment issues between a child and their parent or primary caregiver. 
Two, a lack of unconditional love, including constant criticism and all of that kind of negative stuff. Um, three, neglect or abuse, whether it's physical, sexual, or emotional. And or, number four, loss of parent or primary caregiver, whether through addiction, incarceration, abandonment, or death. Um, it is suspected that many people who partner with disordered people who abuse them have been groomed for such an arrangement by caregivers in early childhood who were similarly impaired, abusive, neglectful, or absent. This kind of traumatic bond, wounding you know, uh, injury can create a host of pathologies as well as toxic programming and scripting, codependency, attachment issues, all of that. When a mentally impaired and emotionally unavailable um, child narcissist comes along, they have an uncanny familiarity with that person and it feels just like home, you know, just like mommy and daddy and subsequently, you know, that makes them irresistible. That sort of explains like why that happens. To compound the problem, most victims have experienced a loss of friends and family while they are away in this shared fantasy with the narcissist so that they, um, you know, when they return to reality at the end of that relationship, which always comes, um, the narcissist is, is long gone at that point and their people, their tribe has all, um, stepped away and moved on with their own lives, reluctantly giving up on this victim who was unresponsive to their pleas and warnings to stop and to get away from the narcissist, um, you know, when you couldn't. Victims are too far down the rabbit hole to hear the voices of reason, and the consequence is that they are left alone without support and even sometimes without forgiveness or understanding, you know, for choosing the narcissist over everything and everyone, including their family and their own children. The cost of this whole process with the narcissist is, is just enormous because, you know, now the victim must find a new tribe who speaks the language of narcissistic abuse to cobble together a new circle of strength and support. Psychological trauma from narcissistic abuse will not just go away. In fact, this type of abuse can have long-lasting post-traumatic stress disorder in addition to the post-narcissistic stress disorder that we mentioned earlier. Um, and the abuse from a narcissist is overwhelming. You know, it is hard to identify and sufferers tend to blame themselves, feel shame, and continue to suffer long after the relationship is over. Survivors of narcissistic abuse, much like survivors of intimate partner violence, may experience symptoms of these disorders. And according to a 2014 study called From Trusted Source, it says from the Diagnostic Statistic Manual of Mental Disorders, fifth edition, which is the DSM-5, one of the symptoms of PTSD can include 
negative changes in thinking and mood. This can affect the way that a person receives the, perceives the world, other people, and even themselves. These symptoms can lead to self-isolation in some cases. Other symptoms that may contribute to self-isolation may include hypervigilance to a perceived threat, irritability, avoidance of reminders of everything, avoidance of reminders um, of this event, and, um, and a lot of other stuff. Self-isolation, for example, leads to loneliness in, in most cases, which in turn leads to other health conditions, both physical and mental. Some isolation may be needed for emotional processing at some point, reaching out to others that you trust and keeping them informed about how things are going is crucial to your well-being. And for survivors of things like ambient abuse, as well as physical abuse, the absence of someone nurturing to listen, to care, to affirm our existence makes us feel isolated or emotionally abandoned. Although intimate connections are the remedy, codependent relationships often lack intimacy. Often they partner with someone addicted, abusive, or just emotionally unavailable, like someone with narcissistic personality disorder. Codependents may be unable to identify the source of their unhappiness, feeling depressed or sad, yet not really knowing that they're lonely. Their loneliness may seem familiar, like emotional dysfunction in their childhood. We want and need emotional closeness from our partner and friends, but when an intimate emotional bond is lacking, we experience this disconnection and emptiness. And this is from Darlene Lancer uh, in The Dark Side of Loneliness. So in a world of technology and tech-driven isolation, fragmented families, divisive groups, and lonely people, it is increasingly problematic to find connection. We all know loneliness is bad for our health, but we can, I don't know, what can we do about it? We can do little. It seems like um, everyone just has retreated into their homes to hunker down alone in their bunker and wait to see what happens next. So I think we have to do uh, everything that we can to make connections with decent, healthy, harmless people who are safe. Most of the people you meet out of desperation on dating sites and at bars and clubs and unsavory places, these people may cause more harm. And it's better to be alone than to settle for some companionship with a terrible person with bad intentions. So the good connections that um, will fill your heart can be found by volunteering your time for something that helps other people. You make new friends and connections with the other volunteers. And as an added bonus, you might make new friends with the people that you serve. Try a food bank, homeless shelter, children's center, elder, rec 
recreation center volunteer with pets at a place and clean up the local beach or neighborhood. These are the kinds of connections that matter, the healthy ones that are meaningful and strive to reduce harm. Don't just sit at home alone and give up. Um, you know, you've got to get out there and make a difference for somebody. You know, you never know who you might meet. And I think that loneliness is a cultural um, um, construct right now that is uh, very, um, what do we want to say, rampant in the world. And um, I think it's super important that we find ways to not be lonely because loneliness kills. It is um, not a good thing, not a healthy thing. And and it sucks to be alone. So we need to do everything we can to um, make connections and to put ourselves out there. And regardless of what we have been through or we're going through or where we are on the recovery journey to wholeness and health, we need other people and we need to find them. Let's just find the healthy ones and the safe ones and try to do some good in this world while we're, while we're out there mixing and mingling. So uh, I hope this message reaches you in time for the holidays because loneliness is a really exacerbated by holiday months. Um, and we're, it's that time of year. So uh, let's all get out there and get active in the community and find some things so that we're not just languishing at home. Okay, that's my message for you today. Um, so I'm going to go. And I just know you're not alone in all of this. And sometimes it feels like you are, but you don't have to be. And there's a lot of people that are suffering the same challenges that you are and who feel just as alone as you do. And um, we need to do what we can to ameliorate that and to change that because, um, you know, it's something that we need as human beings. Okay, much love. Good night.